Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. <laughs> it's just it just tickles me every day of the week that I get to be here. How much I am so blessed to get to do what I love. I can't even say that enough. It's truly an honor to get to hang out with you guys every night of the week. Don't forget we've got a 24-hour hotline number 844-814-5227. That's 844-814-5227. A lot of times we set that up because a lot of times People will call in and say, hey, Skins, I don't want to go on air, but I got something I want to share with AK, or they've got a topic idea or just want to get something off their minds. And so we set up this 24-hour hotline for you guys to do that. But you can also always email me at com, as well as I just read some emails that I got in the last segment. And don't forget to download the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. I've been lamenting for a while, y'all know this, that there's not, where has the institutions from our churches and beyond, speaking out cohesively against the assault on our children, the mutilation of our children through this transgenderism. I have declared that this is the Trojan horse to destroy this country. And it, and it also didn't occur to me for, but it didn't occur, but it didn't occur to me that we also haven't been hearing a lot from our black leaders on this subject. And then I saw that Vince Everett Ellison, who's known as the black Superman for a variety of reasons, actually has a documentary out about it called Will You Go to Hell for Me? Isn't that a catchy, attention-grabbing headline? And he it, it, he will be with us in just a moment to talk about this documentary. His background is amazing. He was actually born on a cotton plantation in Tennessee. His parents were sharecroppers at the time. How many people can y'all say, you know, sharecroppers? This is the kind of thing we learn about in school. And he is a Christian. And he was in a gospel, the Ellison Family Gospel Singer Group. Y'all know I love gospel music. Uh, he also uh, was a Republican Party nominate, uh, nominated candidate for South Carolina 6th Congressional District. In 2019, he wrote The Iron Triangle. Inside the liberal Democrat plan to use race to divide Christians in America in their quest for power and how we can defeat them, which became an Amazon number one bestseller. And he joins me now. Hi, Vince Everett Ellison. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea, so happy to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for, for being on. And um, now that everybody uh, knows all of your background, which is so extensive, it's so rich, it's so fascinating to me, um, you know, uh, catch us up as to why you decided to be one of the few black leaders to speak out on this movement and how it came to be in the form of a documentary, Will You Go to Hell for Me? 
Well, I also wrote a book called 25 Lies that became number one. And, um, I, I was a correctional officer in the in, the, in, in South Carolina for five years where I actually really saw evil close up. In a, in a way oh, that that's many right. Don't really understand it. Yeah. yeah um, but this this all occurred. The, the, the whole idea came in 2016 after Donald Trump had won his election. And my daughter and I was traveling to my house and we stopped by McDonald's to get something to eat. And uh, they had they 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 had they had this this woman's caravan going up there, which, uh, right before Trump got after after he after he got after he got elected before he he, he was inaugurated. And my daughter and I stopped there to get something to eat, and this caravan had stopped there also. And uh, some of the ladies got got out of the car and saw that my daughter was black. They assumed that she was a they thought she was a Democrat, right? And right. they walked up to my daughter and said, "Hey, why don't you come with us to Washington D.C.? We're gonna we're feminists and we're pro-abortion. We want to run this thing at the White House by Donald Trump." And my 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 daughter turned to them very politely and said, "Ma'am, I'm can I go with you? I'm a Christian. Mm. I vote my values. I voted for Trump. Wow! And I was so pleased with her. That you she should be." Around and but I asked myself the question: Why don't more, more, more Christians say that? Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian, and I and, and and I vote my values. I vote my values. Right. See, they they've convinced us there's some type of severability between our vote and our actual person, our actual walk with God. They they've told us that we can vote for a party that castrates little boys and calls them little girls, and cuts off the breasts of little girls and calls them little boys, mm. and locks mm. children in failing schools and allows fentanyl across the border and sex trafficking across the border and disarms law-abiding people in war zones. They, they've convinced us that we can vote for a party that says they will abort babies until the ninth month and that will vote against a law that will mandate that, do- that, that doctors give aid to children that survive abortions. They told us that we can do that and we won't be held responsible for it. Mm-hmm. where my Bible tells me Jesus Christ said, if anybody harms one of these little ones, it's better than a millstone be tied around their necks and be thrown into the sea. Mm-hmm. What is evil? I'll make it easy for you. Anybody that intentionally harms a child. And the Democrats have made this part of their platform, the harming and the mutilation of children. What Jesus Christ said is better than that a millstone be tied around their necks and be thrown into the sea. Well, I hope these liberals can swim. <laughs> they ask a Christian to vote for them. They are asking that Christian to go to hell for them. That's why I wrote, that's why I made my documentary that. Because to vote for these people now in their present state of murder and destruction and the beating down and the abuse of children, you are encouraging. And the Bible tells us that those that encourages them will be greater damnation than the ones that are doing it themselves. Thomas Mann wow. said the tolerance in the face of evil is a crime. And too many Christians are guilty of the crime of tolerance right now. And it's time well, for yeah. to push back. Well, it is. In fact, we're talking to Vince Everett Ellison, author of multiple books, and he's got a new documentary out called Will You Go to Hell for Me? He is conservatism's black Superman. Um, I, you know, half the, it, it, I hear from so many Christians that, uh, and, and even in my own family, and it's making me crazy. Oh, I'll start paying attention to politics when it's an election year. 
Uh, um, how many children are going to be mutilated between now and election day? How many, uh, uh, or, or uh, they refuse to get active. The left is pushing 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, all day, every day to change this country. And while conservatives and Christians are refusing to pay attention to the news, they don't want to jeopardize their thought life. They don't want to jeopardize their peace. Every day that we sit back and do nothing, there's things that we can be doing actively every day instead of just waiting till at once every two years to vote and it is and 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 do, do you not think that as christians for for us to sit back and do nothing is the same as some ways it's certainly not a whole lot better than those that are actively encouraging this stuff on children what about what what are your thoughts on those christians that are just ignoring the situation well jesus said i prefer you be um hot or cold because if you're warm i spew you out of my mouth um Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this great gentleman said that the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. And these Christians are indifferent. Um, um, if something, you know, I, 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 I don't agree with Martin Luther King Jr. on, on, on a lot, because I, I, inside my documentary, and your, your, your listeners can go to my uh, website, will you go to hellforme.com? Will you go to hellforme.com? You can rent or you can buy the DVD, or buy the streaming service there. You can also go to sell them now, and you can also buy it there. Um, but in, in my documentary, I take on Martin Luther King Jr. and the Civil Rights Movement because I talk about how between 1940 and 1960 that the black community uh, cut their, their poverty rate from 80% to, to down, down to 30%, and they did it without, without any welfare, without any marching, without civil, any, any type of legislation. After the Civil Rights Movement, we flatlined. And we, we flatlined because the Civil Rights Movement started teaching us that we were victims. Uh, Martin mm-hmm. Luther King Jr., um, in his I Have a Dream speech, that he had a dream. Uh, he said that 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation of the Negro not free. That was a lie. I was born free. Jesus Christ said that he has freed me, and he who the king has freed is free indeed. He said that uh, he had a dream that one day that I wouldn't be judged by the color of my skin, but by the content of my character. First of all, you, you're judged by your character, then inescapable. It's unavoidable. And then number two, I'm not supposed to be concerned based on my teachings from Jesus Christ about what man thinks about me. So I should right. be running behind a racist. I ask him to overlook the color of my skin. Not me. Not a man like me. I will never go to another man and say, overlook what God made me so you can feel good about me. If you don't like me, that's your problem. You put your, man, <laughs> you put your hands on me. I got two things to get you off me. Jesus and my 38. Ooh. I'm not that type of man. So, oh, say that again. Say that again. I need that. I need that on a T-shirt. Say that again. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. If you come put your hands on me, I got two things that'll get you off. Jesus and my 38. Christianity <laughs> is not a religion of nonviolence. It's a religion of non-aggression. I cannot walk down the street and see a three-year-old child getting raped and accosted and say, because I'm a Christian man, I can't help her. You got to sit back and watch. No, I'm supposed to grab the guy, whoop him till he stopped fighting, hold him for the police, Turn him in, testify at his trial, put him in jail. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't summarily execute him. I don't do that. That would be violent. I just, there's no virtue in me sitting in my house and allowing men to come in my home and rape my wife and my daughters and steal my property. No virtue in that. Mm-hmm. But this is what he taught us. And this is why so many young men have left their religion because he taught that lie. That we are supposed to lay down and, let out and, and give up our manhood to these mm-hmm. heathens. No. 
No. Well, now we even have churches. Now we even have churches um, spewing the, this LBGT stuff that you know God is transgender and God is this, and they want to twist that the fact that God was about love. Yes, God sat down and had dinner with prostitutes, and he and he loved them. But he sat down with them. He went among them to tell them to turn away from their sin. Exactly. He said, "Go sin no more." And but this is also what the church has done, which is terrible. They teach us envy. They teach us revenge. They teach us retaliation. All of this stuff about reparations is revenge. Envy. Mm-hmm. And it destroys you. It destroys you inside. This is why the black community, every socioeconomic statistic in America. If you want to ask about what's the most dangerous place in, a, in, 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 in the world for, 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 for a black child, it's the womb of their own mother. Mm. Because half of the children are black children are boarded in, in the United States of America. You know why? Guess who got the first Margaret Sanger Award in 1966? Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, wow. I talk about this this in my documentary. He was excommunicated from the black church. You know why? Because he tried to turn the black church over to the communists and the civil rights movement. The black church fought back, and, and they got to fighting on the convention floor. They killed the preacher in the process, and he was excommunicated from the black church. So King started his own church. Yes, he did. In 1961, it's called the Progressive National Baptist Convention. Look it up. That's the sect yeah. that Raphael Warnock belongs to. Yeah, mm. that's uh, the apostate preacher down in Georgia. Yeah. The Progressive National Baptist Convention started in 1961 when Martin Luther King Jr. and the bunch of weirdos he was with was kicked out of the black church. I got a 30-minute sect on him and the civil rights movement and how they've led the black community down this primrose path and how we have to, how we have to turn our backs on all of that foolishness. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to go back to God. This yeah, is and th- yeah. It, it totally is. I mean, you know, um, and, and there, it, it, and it has it, and it's affected every aspect of our society. We're talking to Vince Everett Ellison. You need to go check out his documentary. Will you go to hell for me? The website is will you go to hell for me dot com. I've been saying that, uh, you know, every time while babies are still bleeding out in Uvalde, there's a rush to gun control. I grew up in the mm-hmm. South, and you know, I've talked many times about how every every boy I knew went duck hunting and all this, and they all never did I. See see a gun pop up the gun rack and go in and start shooting up people what's ha- all these mass shootings gun control isn't the issue it, it, it it's a spiritual cultural issue that's going on in the united states and it's rapidly getting worse because of the push to tell certain members of our community um that they're victims and therefore they're entitled and then also at the same time we're drugging up our population um you know we don't have a whole lot of time to get into the situation with this jordan neely in new york but he he was on New York City's 51 most at-risk homeless people. Um, he had been beating up. He had been seating, beating up after cracking a 64-year-old person's head open. He was released mm-hmm. out on the streets if he promised to not do bad and if he promised to take psychotropic drugs and promised not to do any other drugs. I mean, it's absolutely pr- ridiculous. And he is just one of millions that are foisted out onto the onto the population. And we're just supposed to not defend ourselves against these people. Well, look, there are two things about that. One is this, and you can put this on a T-shirt, too. There are only two things that allow themselves to be disarmed, a slave and a pet, and I'll need a one. <laughs> one. You have, you have so many good Ellisonisms. The are exploiting these people with mental illness, from the LGBTQ people to these people that are out on the streets that are homeless. Look, transgenderism 
is a mental disorder. We've known about these people our whole lives. These are not to be maligned, mistreated, misused, beat down, none of that. They're to be prayed for and they're to be helped. But the Democratic Party, just like they do everyone else, they never try to elevate you. They try to make you comfortable in your terrible situation. They want yeah. to give you a, a softer bed in your jail cell. They are an evil institution. How do I know? Because I've seen evil close up. I know it. The Democratic Party is the evilest institution in the history of the world. They were the party of slavery from 1800 to 1860. They were the party of the Confederacy from 1860 to 1865. They were the party of Jim Crow for 100 years, from 1870 to 8 to 1970. And now they're the party of murder, transgenderism, LGBTQ, poverty, racism, and hatred. Their leadership is a cabal of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti-Christian bigots. Mm -hmm. We need to call them out for who they are. In my documentary, Will You Go to Help Me, I educate every American about their history and about who they are now and about our responsibility as American citizens. I sent Tucker Carlson the trailer for this documentary right before he left Fox. He said he loved it. I said, can I debut it on your show? He said, absolutely. I debuted it on Tucker's show. It melted the server. Go look wow. at this trailer. YouTube took it down after 100,000 views. It's had over mm. 2 million on TikTok. The trailer for willyougotohelpme.com will blow your mind. It well, I'm proud that we have it on before, Salem. And then you go ahead and you buy the video and it'll blow your mind also. Yeah, I'm super proud that we've got it at Salem, and I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody one more time how they can see this documentary. You can go to willyougotohelpme.com. You go to helpme.com, you look at the trailer, and you can buy it or you can rent it. You can go to Salem now, and you can, you can buy it or, or you can rent it. Or you can go to VinceEllison.com, three E's in the middle, VinceEllison.com. There you can buy in my books, read my blogs, buy the video. Everything's at VinceEllison.com. And, Andrew, thank you so much for what you do. Without you, a guy like me would not have a platform when people would not be hearing the truth. Thank you so much, dear. God bless you for what you do every night. I know that you get hate mail. I know that they, yeah. some people there can't stand you, but they can't beat you because you tell the truth. That's and right. the truth That's takes right. care of itself. Absolutely, it does. Thank you. God bless you. And hopefully we'll have you back real soon. Anytime. Thank you. All right. Thanks, honey. All right. We're going to take a break. I got I got to take a breather after that. Is he something or what? And I need to get he needs some merch with his sayings because he is just he's got some of the best sayings I've ever heard in my life. And I cannot wait to see his documentary. We're going to take a break. We will be back. And then we're going to talk about the border. A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. How much did y'all love Vince Everett Ellison? Didn't, wasn't he amazing, Skins? Yep, he was pretty amazing, just laying it down. Yeah, laying it down. I'm so proud of Salem, by the way, that we're featuring that documentary on our site, Salem Now. So everybody needs to go and check that out. Um, I need a t-shirt that says, it might be a little long for a t-shirt, but I love what he said, that do you put your hands on me? There's going to be two things to get your hands off me. Jesus and my 38. <laughs> That's so awesome. 
Okay, now we got to talk the border because we do have barbarians at the gate. And a story broke over the weekend. Um, well, Title 42 was lifted before I get into some of the updated stories. Just to update you guys on what the situation is. Title 42 has been lifted, which was a bunch of hooey in the first place. I mean, I, I appreciate Trump doing it. I mean, Trump had to, by hook or crook, do all these different executive orders and things to try to stop the flood because he was facing a uniparty system that didn't want to seal the border, right? One of the things that he did, when the, when the reality is our system isn't broken, it's illegal to come into this country without permission, right? Um, with you know, and and very few people actually qualify for asylum. <clears throat> but Trump did a lot of executive orders. One of which was Title Forty Two, which was you can't come here and seek asylum from countries where that are ravaged by this pandemic. Right. Well, anyway, Title Forty Two was lifted. The Biden administration and their liars today are trying to act as though there's not been any flood because of Title Forty Two being lifted. In fact, here's Joe Biden mocking the situation. I believe today, clip seven. How do you think things are going at the border, sir? Much better than much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> do you have any plans to visit no, the border? No, I think. Pardon me. Do you have any plans to visit the border? Not in the near term. No, no, just be disruptive. Not anything else. Be disruptive. Oh, much better than you expected. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing remotely funny about this situation. What a crap weasel he is. Oh, it would be disruptive for me to go down there. Oh, it, what? what? You, you don't want to be disrupted by the uh, piles of human excrement and drug paraphernalia and have to and have to, you know, put your Secret Service at risk having to bump up against the cartels. Here's Ben Burkwam from Real America's Voice describing what the streets of El Paso are like. I believe it's clip number 12. You know, it's one thing if you came across, you requested asylum, and you respected our country. But I'm sitting out here doing this interview. We're doing this live on Real America's Voice News. And all I'm doing is smelling weed. you got people sitting over here. I just came walking down this sidewalk. got all these young guys, fighting-age men, came across, pretending to request asylum, sitting here smoking weed, doing drugs. Just no regard for our laws, for our country. But it's not a surprise. I don't even fault them. We invited them in. The Democrats invited them in. Our cities are being overrun. This is what it looks like. But sadly, this is what it looks like in L.A. and San Francisco and in Chicago and in New York, all the back alleys, because this is what we've allowed into our country. Lawlessness. We- yeah, lawlessness. Even if they weren't sitting around all over the place on taxpayers' dimes uh, with cell phones and money for food and hotels and this and that, um, it, it, you know, it, 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 the fact that they are in this country means they don't respect our laws. They're sitting around on taxpayers' dimes, doing drugs, messing up our streets. You can't tell from looking at these how many of them, there, and the majority of them are able-bodied men, that then, as Charlie Kirk wisely pointed out today, then they want to come here, take taxpayer money, whether, they, whether it's through uh, just money being directly given to them and or uh, they drive our wages down, which is one of the reasons why the Republican Party is happy to have them come across. And then they take a large chunk of those wages and go to the counter at Walmart or wherever and send the money back to their country, where they're coming from. But the problem for them is the same problem for us eventually, because we're not going to have a country left. 
And let me tell you, just as in 2014, when African-Americans started to peel off to the Republican Party and gave them control of the Senate, it was for two reasons. Most importantly for the African-American community had to do with the open border and Obama. And it's not just a now they're even angrier, particularly in Chicago, because it's not just El Paso, right? That's got the streets clogged up, right? We already know that Mayor Eric Adams in New York, we're going to talk about New York in a second, upset uh, up there about the busing. How dare Republican governors take these illegal aliens that are, that are flooding across our country, this invading our nation? How dare they send them to other states? Because here's the little tip now. You're all a border state. For how long have you people been laughing at California and mocking us? What are you doing there? You should get out of that state. They've ruined it with the border. Well, congratulations, every state now. And that's the plan. Because if they can spread enough of these illegal aliens who are on the dole in a permanent dependency class throughout this country that will then procreate, they'll be allowed to vote. We've already got, we've already got illegal aliens being allowed to vote in local elections. And then we already know here in California, hundreds of thousands of them through motor voter registered to vote. This is how you create a permanent Democrat voting bloc across the United States of America. One of the areas that's been um, been flooded with illegals is Chicago. And I don't have any sympathy for these people. I saw this video over the weekend and about how these citizens were upset in Chicago because of all these illegals coming there. I think I'll take a break. It's a good time to take a break. And then when I come back, we'll get into some of the details of the Chicago community and some of their comments about these illegal aliens. Um, Gee, maybe if they had voted uh, a different way, they might not have these problems today. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show, on The Answer San Diego. DeSantis is a spoiler. He's going to spoil. He's going to split the vote. He's not worth it. He was, I was saying that he was uh, perfect for the governor, and he should stay there because he's done such a wonderful job in Florida. And I was unaware that he'd actually, I hadn't heard him say he was going in for president but if I, I wouldn't support him for that at all matter of fact I wouldn't support him for anything if that's what he's done because I mean welcome. that's ego man that's all ego yeah welcome back to tonight's Andrew K show um, he he hasn't declared and it's and it's frustrating to me and it's bad strategy because he's running, uh, he's clearly campaigning for president and refusing to admit it. And the reason why he's refusing to admit it is because he just got elected governor. And there was a law that said you can't run for president and be governor. And he got the state legislature to, to change that law, which stinks. And it smells. It smells of establishment. It smells of ego. It smells of arrogance. And it, and his messaging in his campaign is cringe. The images coming out of Iowa and the fake laugh was cringe. Um, I think he's done a great job as governor. That's not the same thing as president. And he barely won the first time. And but for Trump endorsing DeSantis in Florida, he would not be governor right now. He got reelected in a landslide. But first you have to win. And he's trying to run and being put forth as the only guy that can win as the electability candidate when he almost lost to a crackhead who was found 
um, unconscious in a hotel room. And the only reason, the only thing that got him over the line was Donald Trump. Um, speaking of America first, what community voted 95, 97% for Biden yet is now uh, t- using language, America first language and chanting build a wall? None other than a community in Chicago. I think it might be it's Chicago South Shore. Is that the same place as this on the south side of Chicago? Was that it wasn't Lee, bad, bad Lee Ward Brown? Wasn't he from the south side of Chicago? Wasn't that also where that TV show? Um, okay, somebody needs to email me the TV show with JJ and Florida Flow. Come on now, you, you skins. You got to know the name of that TV show. Don't it's know killing what you're me. Talking about from not, the seventies. Okay, it was it was the poor side of Chicago. Somebody's got to email me. Sandy, I know you know this. I know you're listening. You need to email me. Well, in this community, they are in the south side of Chicago. They are quite upset. 97% of them voted for Biden. Then they find out that the uh, former high school there is going to serve as a temporary holding space for 500 migrants. The residents are upset because they claim the school was not zoned for residential use and that residents were not adequately consulted. Like, uh, you know, what made you think that you were supposed to be consulted? The fact that this is supposed to be a representative government? Maybe you missed the memo that the Democrat Party has been sending you for decades telling you that they don't give a crap what you think. You voted for this. Were you not paying attention when Joe Biden told you that he was going to open the border? Hello? Chicago. Some of the comments were, um, why would any, many of these migrants have been dumped without a plan in place to monitor and house them long term? All of the, another comment was, all these resources have not come to us. Now you want to overly compensate for people that have never lived here before. We need to be taken care of first and foremost before anything else happens, one woman demanded. Well, what does that sound like? Take care of America first. America first. This is MAGA and Make America Great Again and America First is a movement. It's not a man. And one of the things MAGA needs to do and Trump supporters need to do is to remind Trump and the rest of this country that this is a movement about and and not about a man. Trump was right when he came down the escalators in 2016 about the issues that affect every American, whatever their political affiliation. This being paramount. One resident went on to say, why would any leader put our black communities already riddled with crime at further risk by placing unvetted non-taxpayer steps away from our seniors, our children and our homes that we have worked so hard to secure because they hate you. Is that simple enough for you? Southside Chicago voter, because they don't care about you. Wise up. Because quite frankly, they've been showing you that for a long time. Or I guess you think it's okay that they did this, that they put uh, other communities already riddled with crime, already at risk, being having unvetted non-taxpayers steps away from seniors and children and homes they worked hard to secure. I guess it was okay for you when you thought it was going to happen to white Americans or Americans of any other color just in another state. See, I have no sympathy for these people. These are probably some of the same people that said that America first was racist. And now they're quoting America first. Proper America first, relevant, factual America first dialogue. 
One said, politically, to have over 500 people in our community would wipe out any interest we have. Well, isn't that interesting? See, now you're seeing the big picture, Chicago. It wipes out your interest. That's ultimately what this is about, wiping out the interest of Americans and replacing it with the interest of people who broke into this country. It's actually who share the same interest as the Democrat Party, because there's nobody coming here across that border who understands the value of the free market. They're coming here for entitlements. They can't speak the language. They don't have any skills. There's not enough strawberries to be picked. This is about bringing them here, having taxpayers support them for them to vote Democrat. Your interests were sold out long time ago, Chicago. Build the wall, make a border, shouted another. Hmm. If only somebody had said that and campaigned on that back in 2016. One of the city hall officials said, what's important is that we really establish this as a humanitarian crisis of why we're here. Um, the citizens weren't really interested in hearing about the humanitarian crisis of illegals in, in Chicago, because quite frankly, they have their own humanitarian crisis, as does the rest of this country. If one citizen went on to say, if we're talking about migrants and asylum seekers that came from violent nations, that came from war, that came from poverty, why are we putting them in an area where they can be further traumatized? This was like, okay, you want to talk about a humanitarian crisis. Why are you putting them here? Things ain't good in Chicago. They went on to say, why not Pilsen, Belmont, Cragen, Logan Square, Little Village, South Chicago, South Deering, or Hagaswich, communities that have a supportive cultural infrastructure? No, how about putting them back where they belong, the countries from which they came? We need a deportation force. We need to seal the border, and then we need a deportation force is what we need. Kathy Hochul, she's not particularly happy in New York either. And like we care, we have we have as much sympathy for New Yorkers as we do for Chicagoans. Skins, please play clip clip eight. Well, Reverend Al, hearing the numbers going down is good news, but it's small comfort to us because the word we're getting is that the majority of these individuals who are crossing and still high numbers are coming to New York State. And we already have over sixty one thousand over 40,000 houses in New York City. They're bursting at the seams, and Mayor Adams is doing the very best he can in a difficult situation. We have stepped in $1 billion from the state budget I just enacted. We also are giving legal help to people, and now we're in the position of trying to help find places for these individuals. I asked the federal government to give us emergency funding. I'm asking for federal installations like military installations to help out. Let us have a large field and operations. We can put up the tents. You're going to start seeing people living in tents, not just on the border, but in the streets of New York and across New York State, because we've reached a breaking point. You asked for it, lady. You're a sanctuary city. Make it a nice sanctuary for the illegal aliens. That's what you should do. Instead, what you're doing in New York is kicking homeless veterans out of hotels. That's right. Kicking homeless veterans out of hotels. Nearly two dozen struggling homeless veterans have been kicked out of hotel, according to a nonprofit group that works for the vets, including a 24-year-old man in desperate need of help after serving in Afghanistan. 
They were told at the beginning of the week that their temporary housing was getting pulled out from under them at the establishments and they'd have to move to another spot, according to the group that was helping him. Our veterans have been placed in a hotel uh, uh, with the uh, with the immigrants. This according to uh, the Yerick Israel Tony Foundation. Um, and now they're being they're being put out on the street. Um, the long story short of it is that the reason why is because the the hotels are going to get paid a lot more per night for the illegal aliens than they're getting for the homeless veterans. So the U.S. Treasury is willing to pay more to house illegal aliens than U.S. veterans who signed up to die for our country. It doesn't get any worse to me than this. Why in the world? No wonder we have a recruiting issue in this country. I think you're insane if you have your, your kids sign up. I couldn't be prouder to be going to the graduation of uh, at the Naval Academy next week, but I'm scared to death for him. Because this is how we treat our veterans. This is we kick them out of hotels to make make place for illegal aliens, criminals. They're criminals by nature of coming here. And then we know large percentage of these coming here are able-bodied males that are members of cartels, drug addicts, child abusers. When that little girl had 67 different samples of DNA inside of her, how many of those men are taking the place of homeless vets in hotels paid for by taxpayers? That's what we're doing in this country. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment for tonight. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. The TV show was good times. Oh my gosh, thank you Sandy. I knew she would come up with it for me. Who doesn't want, who doesn't know the theme song? Good times anytime you need a payment. Good times anytime you need a friend. Skin says he doesn't know the show at all. Um, which amazes me. You need to watch some episodes of Good Times because I don't remember the name of the actor who played JJ. Um, he actually dated Ann Coulter for a while. Stand comic, great show. Um, I used to just love, love, love. Janet Jackson, by the way, um, actually was a cast member of the show years later. I actually love that show. I love to watch that show in reruns and The Jeffersons. Oh, Jeffersons um, is great. Oh, I know. So you would like Good Times, too. Although Good Times was very political. It was about... So like, was it before the, or after the Jeffersons? Uh, or about the same time? I think probably... I think about the same time, because I would always watch them in the afternoons after school, like back-to-back, like in reruns. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Check that I think out. they were both... I think they were both 70s, right? So, yeah. Yeah, Good Times was really good. Um, Love that show. JJ was hilarious. It was pretty political, and which I actually liked as a kid because it was it was about them living in the projects, right, and being poor and trying to make a wave, and you know I just thought it was it was a great show. And one of the things I liked about it um, was that I got to see. I mean, I grew up poor, you know, daughter of two Marines, and this family was struggling financially, and but they, you know, they just they, they were about you know work and and hard work and ambition and trying to trying to get ahead, right? They weren't, you know. So anyway. Um, I, I loved that show, by the way. Um, okay, so Trump made an announcement today that I thought was interesting. 
And, uh, you know, he's getting a lot of flack for it. Some people say it's really cheesy, um, like selling any goods or whatever, any merch. They think that's, you know, beneath um, a, a former president. He has um, he, he's kicked off a campaign of not just for president, but um, what's what I'm trying to say? Um, uh, like a prize campaign. Skins, please play clip five. How would you like to have dinner with your all-time favorite president, me? When the day before my birthday, I'm hosting a dinner at my beautiful golf course at Bedminster, and I'm inviting one lucky winner and a guest of your choice to join us. I'll take care of the flight, your accommodations, and your dinner. All I ask is that you make a contribution of any amount to win back the White House from crooked Joe Biden, and you will be automatically entered to win. So I look forward to seeing you there. Let's see what happens. Good luck. Get out and vote. Make sure you register and watch the process. Make sure they keep it honest because we're going to take back the White House and make America great again. Thank you. What do you think, Skins, of this idea? Do you think it's cheesy or do you think it's fun? I and think it's different. It's an interesting and I, and Right now, and I think anything different is good. Uh, you know, celebrities do this all the time, not necessarily in a fundraising point, but as part of their marketing. And, and it's a way to connect with the fans. I right? think it's very and Donald Trump. I think it's very Trump. And, and I think Trump needs to continue to be Trump. And I think that, you know, I hope that it's, it's, it, it, it's actual opportunity for, look, I mean, the big, the big donors, um, and the big, the big, um, bundlers can afford to get on their own plane and go and meet him and already know him. So I, you know, if this is a way for somebody to legit, like, you know, donate a hundred bucks and get a chance to get on a plane and go to, on this adventure, I think it's awesome. I think it's far better than the typical fundraising email letters that go out. So I think it's clever and I think it's a good idea on his part. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow night right here. 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. 